0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Under God and together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, good evening friends. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life, one of the largest pro-life ministries in the nation. Welcome to Praying for America. We want to welcome our patriots across the land, Christian believers, and those that join us from other countries. We always want to make sure to welcome our international friends who love America, who love President Trump, who know the contributions our nation makes to America, we are grateful for your support because the things at play here, attacking freedom itself, uh, attacking representative government, attacking truth and morality, uh, and uh, advancing Marxism and uh, modern-day communism, are really uh, of concern to the whole world. Uh, We are experiencing this reassertion of tyranny, in America, but it is an international concern, and so we're we're always grateful for our our friends from other countries. So here's going to be the question. Uh, so George uh, Stephanopoulos uh, said this uh, to Vivek Ramaswamy uh, recently on ABC's This Week program. Let me just put the question forward, and we'll go into our scriptures and prayer, and then I want to give you answers to this question that. I and others uh, have been talking about and I'm sure that you've been thinking about and uh, we want to equip one another with the best things to say to people when they're going to inevitably ask us this question. The left is trying to see uh, Stephanopoulos um, really laid out for us what the game plan of the anti-Trump left is. That is to not only bring these indictments and then have trials as quickly as possible, but then to get a conviction, 91 different charges. That's just got to get one in there somewhere. Why? Not because there's any basis in the law, but to give them a talking point point. and the talking point. Well, George gave it away. He gave away the whole, he gave away the whole strategy when he asked Vivek this question. Why do you think it's okay for a convicted felon to be president? Why in the world would you vote for a convicted felon for president? There it is, folks. There it is. They want their side deluded, unpatriotic, as they are. They want their side to be equipped with that question, to get voters to vote against President Trump. We'll get into this in a moment. And the scripture I want to share with you is from the book of Exodus, And in many ways, summarizes the battle that we're in here in America and the marching orders that we get from God himself. People see trouble all around us, problems on all sides, problems in front of us, problems behind us. And they ask, what are we to do? And God tells us, what are we to do? This is after the plagues had convinced Pharaoh and the powers of Egypt to let God's people, who were enslaved, go free. God, remember, had raised up Moses to go set the people free. But then we come to Exodus 14, starting in verse 5, when the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled. The mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed toward the people. And they said, What is this we have done? that we have let Israel go from serving us. So he made ready his chariot and took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued the people of Israel while the people of Israel were going out defiantly. The Egyptians pursued them. All Pharaoh's horses and chariots and his horsemen and his army and overtook them and camped at the sea by Pihahiroth in in front of Balziphon. When Pharaoh drew near, the people of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were marching after them, and they feared greatly. And the people of Israel cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, Is it because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? What have you done to us in bringing us out of Egypt? Is not this what we said to you in Egypt, leave us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You have only to be silent. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they shall go in after them. And I will get glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts, his chariots, his horsemen. And all the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten glory over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Let us pray. Lord God, we are often led to feel like these Israelites with enemies behind us and enemies in front of us, with a terrible situation that we have to get ourselves out of here in America, and yet with a multitude of people who are willing to steal the election itself away. And so we feel entrapped in this way, Lord God. But your word to us is the same as it was to your people of old. Your word to us is the same as it was to Moses. Tell the Israelites to go forward. Tell my people today in America to go forward. Tell my people throughout the world to go forward. For I will gain glory over your enemies. Lord, we trust these words of yours. We trust that your salvation will be seen in our day as it was seen of old. That if we but hold firm and stand our ground, you will fight with us and through us and for us. Lord God, it is only when we back away, it is only when we do not engage in the fight, that we fail to have victory. But Lord, engaging the fight with trust in you, moving forward even when it seems impossible, is exactly how we win. Inspire the hearts of your people with this conviction. Give us the leadership we need and enable us to save America. May we never, Lord God, may we never say what some of your people said in this instance. Oh, would that we were still in Egypt. May we never say that we will back away or absent ourselves from the election process or sit on the sidelines because... It has gotten so bad, it has gotten so corrupt. No Lord God, may we be strong. May we be vigilant. May we continue to be on the battlefield and trusting in your strength for the victory. We pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And it's too many people who are saying, "Oh, well, I I just I don't I don't know. I, 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 I don't know why I should even uh, participate in this process. They're all liars and cheaters. They may be liars and cheaters, but we are Americans. Where else do we go? We don't just put the country into their hands because they're liars and cheaters. Do we? People will say, oh, but look what they did last time. Listen, these elections, yes, of course there's going to be cheating. Of course, there's election interference now in this lawfare against President Trump. But since when is backing away from the fight an option? Since when do we say, oh, well, oh, I just won't engage this process. Well, what is that? Just handing over the, the battle to the enemy? Just handing over the country to the enemy? Does that make any sense? Of course not. And that's not your heart, and that's not your spirit. And that's not the right spirit. The right spirit is one by which we absolutely continue to fight because we understand the battle. Now, we have to help our friends understand the battle, and this brings me back to what I I began saying at the outset. Here's the question that the other side wants to be able to ask voters a year from now. A year from now, when the voting is just about going to be ready to start for president of the United States in the 2024 election, why do you think it's okay for a convicted felon to be president? That's a George Stephanopoulos. The other day, gave it all away. Why can you explain? He said the question twice, and he put it in two different, slightly different ways. Can you explain why you would vote? for a convicted felon for president. Now, Donald Trump has not been convicted. The trials haven't even been held. But the trials are being scheduled. Okay, so we've got two indictments on the, the state level, right? And two on the federal level, okay? The two on the federal level with, with uh, Jack Smith, one in reference to uh, the documents case. Now, there's a... Uh, then you change that happened there. Uh, you got the uh, uh, the thing started in D.C., then it was transferred down to Miami. And you have a Trump-appointed judge there, uh, Aileen K- uh, Cannon. Uh, and then uh, you have uh, that particular trial that was set for uh, May the 24th. And then you have uh, the... Um, then then you have the situation up in uh, D.C., also under Jack Smith, also under the Department of Justice with the uh, with the uh, January 6th uh, situation. And that's where you've got this. You've got this Judge Tanya Chutkin who wants to um, jump the line, as Mark Levin was explaining the other day. Uh, and I'll, I'll uh, uh, to, let's take a look at that for a moment. She wants to jump the line and get the trial. And this, by the way, is unheard of, that there should be such a short time between the indictment and the trial in such a complicated case. She wants it to be on March the 4th. Now, if anybody doubts that there's election interference going on here, first of all, March the 4th is the day before Super Tuesday. Now, it's my conviction President Trump will have the, 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 the necessary amount of delegates to, to secure the nomination by that day, March the 5th, Super Tuesday. I think it'll be completely, completely over by then. For all practical purposes, it's over already, but we respect the, the process, the primary process. We respect any, any among you who are supporting somebody other than President Trump in the primary. We, we respect you absolutely. But the fact of the matter is, his lead is 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 really, really very substantial. Um, but the point is that look look at what they're doing. The day before Super Tuesday, when fifteen states have their votes, their primary election votes for a pres- the presidency, you're going to have this uh, this trial. And first of all, I mean, it is first it is completely unrealistic to a speedy trial is not the right of the prosecutor. And uh, this, this Judge chuckin said, oh, well, it's in the be- societal best interests to have a speedy trial. No, it's not. It's not about a societal interest. It's about the rights of the defendant and the defendant's team, okay, to put together a defense. Now, they have the right to see all the evidence that the prosecution has piled up against the defendant the defendant and and his team, have a right to see all the evidence. We're talking about millions and millions of pages of documents. So if they have the right to see all the evidence, they have the right to have the time to see all the evidence. The right to a speedy trial is a right of the defendant. If he or she wants it, they can waive that and say, no, we need more time to prepare. And of course, the Trump team has made that clear. But Judge Chuckin is interested in getting uh, ahead of everybody else. You notice how she jumped ahead of Judge Cannon in Florida, the trial there set for, for May. And um, now she wants this one in, in, in March, a totally unheard of time frame. As I, as I mentioned, and a, an obvious election interference. Why would she want to jump ahead of Judge Cannon? Well, Judge Cannon and the, in the, and the, and the Mar-a-Lago documents case, being that the venue now is Miami and you have a, a Trump-appointed uh, judge, not that the who appointed these judges uh, should matter, and not that it always does matter, but that is just the fact of the case. Means that you know, I mean, it's not like you know in D.C. where you've got uh, you know everybody uh, except a, a little tiny fraction of the of the uh, jury pool is against Donald Trump. Uh, it's it's more favorable in Florida, obviously, less least favorable in D.C., less favorable in uh, Fulton County with the Fannie Willis. Uh, Case there about the Georgia, quote, election interference. But the point is, in the mind of people uh, like uh, Judge Chutkin, oh, God forbid that uh, the first of these trials to uh, happen against President Trump should be fair. Uh, uh, balanced and uh, perhaps not result in uh, any convictions. We don't want that to be the narrative that launches or gets out there first. So let me get this one ahead. They want a conviction. They don't care even that it's going to be overturned on appeal, because brothers and sisters, it will be. There is nothing President Trump has done wrong. There is no law here that's been broken. On appeal, this is gonna be overturned. But with the timetables that the court process uh, takes and demands, that'll be after the election. So these left-wing, these Democrat activists, they don't care that they're gonna be, they don't care that they are, we've said this time and time again, they don't care that there's no basis in law here. They don't care that they are uh, twisting the law beyond all recognition. They don't care that they're going to be overturned on appeal when you get out of all these these anti-Trump, politically motivated uh, 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 jury pools and and, uh, prosecutors and so forth. They just want to interfere with the election. So they want us to go into an election where people are going to be asking us, how can you vote for a convicted, convicted felon? And how do we answer that? Brothers and sisters, I often bring these papers on my show here, the accomplishments of President Trump. We answer that, first of all, by saying this is the best and most successful and most pro-America president that we have seen in our lifetime. How in the world can anybody think, in any way, shape or form, that he's against America against America's well-being when he has done more for America's well-being than anybody else? How can that possibly be logical? Yes, I'm going to vote for him because he's the best choice. Second talking point, why would you vote even for a convicted felon? Because he didn't do anything wrong. That's why. I would vote for him because he doesn't have to prove his innocence to anybody. I vote for him because the indictments and any trials or convictions resulting from that process are not based on law, they're based on politics. They're not based on justice, they're based on persecution. That's the answer. The American people are more and more seeing through this. Oh, yeah, you'll have some that'll be impacted by this, no doubt. And people are going to be prognosticating and analyzing and and, and trying to discern how much of an impact will it have on the general election. They're certainly not having any impact on the primary, right? And in some of our other shows this week, we'll talk about some of the latest polling. McLaughlin has come out with some great uh, and encouraging polling. And there will be much more, of course. But he's running away with the primary because his base is saying, look, even if I wasn't going to support President Trump before, I've got to stand with our American system of fairness. I've got to stand against the communist Marxist techniques of the left of choosing a political opponent to persecute by misapplying the law. I've got to stand with America here. And they don't believe in these concocted charges against uh, President Trump. They know that he has, as I was just saying about all these accomplishments, and and, uh, uh, credit here to Tip Insights uh, editorial board for an excellent article on these points that I'm making now uh, called Biden's Relentless Lawfare Against Trump Could Backfire. Um, How could somebody that has accomplished these things for America our economy, our security internal and on the international stage and on and on. And and, and all the things that he's done, we could talk about all night. How could someone like that not have America's best interests at heart? And furthermore, the average person understands the president is unique. You know, the other side likes to say, oh, nobody is above the law. Well, first of all, they're not dealing here with law. They're dealing with the distortion of law. But secondly, yeah, presidents are unique individuals. As the article here says, you know, laws apply to them only after you grant them a significant amount of deference. As president... Trump and every other president had access to every secret that America held and the power to press the red button. Just because he's no longer president, that doesn't instantly make him a common man the day after he leaves office. We treat presidents in a special way, even after they leave office. They have Secret Service protection for life for a reason. They, when they visit foreign countries, they are treated with particular honor as they are welcomed. And the Constitution does not forbid somebody from running for president, even if they were to be convicted of a crime. Now, nobody, least of all President Trump himself, wants to compare him to the Messiah that we all believe in and worship Jesus Christ. Nobody is claiming least of all himself that he's perfect. Nevertheless, there are parallels to be drawn here because if somebody is going to, if the, if the left is looking to challenge us in the 2024 election cycle about why we would vote for a convicted felon, well, maybe we should reframe the question and ask why would we believe in a convicted Messiah? Just because you go through a trial, just because you are convicted as guilty, doesn't mean you're guilty. Jesus Christ was found guilty. He violated the Sabbath law by healing on that day of rest. He threatened to destroy the Jewish temple. He practiced sorcery. Exorcising people by the power of demons, he claimed to be a king. And he was given the death penalty, and it was carried out. Brothers and sisters, why would we vote for somebody who was convicted? Why would we believe in somebody as Messiah? Who was convicted? Again, not to compare the persons, but to compare the process, to compare the fact that a group of people who have the power to indict, to conduct a trial, and to issue a conviction could be doing so purely for ideological and political purposes. And in this case, the evidence for that is overwhelming. And therefore, those judgments are never the final judgment to determine how we are going to act and how we are going to respond. The other day, uh, Dan Bongino quoted uh, Jason Johnson on MSNBC, uh, leftist uh, loser, who said, quote, All of these indictments don't mean anything. If he's still able to run for president next year, unless he is found disqualified from running for president, he is still a danger to our democracy. You see what they're trying to do? So any way at all that they can dissuade voters, they don't care what happens later. As long as they've kept him out of office, they can, these cases can all fall apart on appeal, which again, I am quite sure is exactly what's going to happen. We'll pick up on this in the next show because I want to say something more about uh, the other strategy that they have. Aside from getting a conviction and then use that, using that to bludgeon the otherwise Trump-supporting voters, they're trying another trick, and we'll look at that one Tomorrow. Meanwhile, let's turn back to the Lord in prayer. Father, we, um, like, the, like the Israelites of old, we, we hear your words, we hear your command, tell the Israelites to go forward. Go forward. Lord, we thank you for what you have done in our midst, raising up America, raising up uh, President Trump, who has served so well, so effectively, who has proven beyond anybody's need to prove his love for this country, and his effectiveness in making it great. Lord, he he doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. And so we stand with America, and we stand against the weaponization of government. We stand against the weaponization of our political process. We want the courts out of the electoral process. We are voters, not jurors. And we thank you, Lord God, that we have the freedom in America to decide whom it is that we want to elect. We see that freedom right now being threatened. We see people right now trying to pull it out from under us, right before our eyes, and we stand up and we will say, no, we will not let this happen. Equip your people to know exactly what to say. friends or co-workers or fellow believers, fellow citizens who might in some fashion try to dissuade us from our political preferences. Lord God enable us to know what to what to say clearly, to understand clearly the situation at hand and to advance the greatness of America in every way we can. We pray all this in the name of Jesus the Lord Friends, I thank you for joining us on Praying for America. We are getting a larger and larger audience, and I thank you for that. Tens of thousands are, are, are watching, and that's just the beginning. Uh, I, I want to ask you to uh, continue to stay. Uh, faithful uh, as, as, uh, as an audience and get others involved to bring others in. If, if, you, if you think they're interested in the kind of uh, reflections we give and, and the way that we uh, look at them through the lens of the Word of God uh, and prayer for America, well then uh, bring them in. Uh, we rely on you to help continue to grow this audience. We'll always be here for you and uh, thank you for your commitment to the faith to the nation. And again, thank you to our international uh, audience for, uh, for your, uh, your presence here and, and your prayers for America too. God bless you all. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.